Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Draft day is here. Suns-Pelicans game six is here. Good morning. It's going to be a heck of a day and night. Some of us, it'll be relaxing. It'll be entertaining. It'll be fun. For others, it'll be immensely stressful. Not pointing fingers. Good morning. Welcome to RP3 and Company. I'm your big, bald, and beautiful host, Raymond Parts III. I'm joined here inside the game studios by the producer extraordinaire, Miss Hannah. Five names. we got a great show lined up for you today. NFL draft talk will be discussed. Will be had, rather. You don't discuss talk. We'll be having said talk. There we go. Isaiah Chambers, former University of Houston Cougar and McNeese football star, consensus All-American, not once but twice. He's hoping to hear his name called this weekend. He'll be joining us at straight up 7 o'clock today. That'll be followed by Jacques Swallow, Port Berry softball coach. The Red Devils are two wins away from a state championship. He'll be joining us at 7.30. Les East will help us preview Pelicans Game six against the Suns, as well as Saints draft night. Our friend from Crescent City Sports will join us at 8 o'clock. And at 8.30 today, Bob Nightingale, Major League Baseball reporter, columnist for USA Today, will give his thoughts on where does Major League Baseball stand right now early in the season. Just because we have four sensational guests doesn't mean that we don't want to hear from you. Game hotlines always open. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. Just be nice to the lady on the other end of the line, and she'll be nice to you and let you get on the air. But don't be rude. Don't be crass. Be polite. Be nice. Be your best self today. And if you call the hotline, she'll allow you to come on. Did you just <laughs> did you just do shirt unveiling right there? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> well, someone is happy because her 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 signature Seattle Mariner shirt arrived in the mail yesterday with your name on it. So go ahead. If you're watching on the simulcast on Stadium Network 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber, you will get to see Miss Five Names. We will take photos of her rocking her Seattle Mariners gear and post that on our social media accounts as well, not to worry. There it is. It actually has your name on it. Why'd you go with 98? Why was that the number? Uh, Because I was born in 1998. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> and I didn't even do it. My mama got me for me. Shout out to five names as mama. I don't know what her name <laughs> is because you have five of them. So I'm not for sure which one of those. Tori, is. that Tor one. Tori. <laughs> so. I only have two mamas, technically. But you have a lot of names. So I do I, a lot I, of names. I, I tell <laughs> not for sure. Not for sure. So proudly wearing. Now, you realize you're rocking your Mariners gear today. And they lost yesterday. I know. I no, understand. no, no, no. I, I, I'm not concerned <clears throat> about the fact that they lost yesterday. The fact that you're wearing your gear, great. You support your team even when they're losing. Yes. Which, if you've been following the Seattle Mariners for the last, I don't know, 15 years, they've done a, they've done a lot of that. So, but you do you have any idea how stressful of a day this is going to be for Kevin Foote? Day baseball for the Strohs. Yep. Then Saints draft tonight. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he'll even notice. He won't notice, probably. He'll, he may be so focused on the stress that he's going to be experiencing, the anxiety that he, he's going to have today. He may not even notice you're here, period. He won't. He'll just look at me and know that I'm now happy because it's finally here. <laughs> he, he might have it. Why is she happy? Why are you happy? Cat, why are you happy? Yeah. <laughs> I got my Seattle Mariners shirt on. Oh, okay. I can't believe we're talking about taking a quarter. He'll go right into that. <laughs> right into it's, that. But yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, got, thank you, very much. you finally, it, it took weeks, but it finally arrived. You've been chomping at yes. the bit. Wondering I have been, when it was going to be here. I immediately, when I got home and it was sitting in the package right at my front door, I was like, yes. Walked in. I was like, sorry, dog. You'll be walked in a minute. And I put my shirt on the same and make sure it fit and everything. You left the dog in its kennel yes. so you could open up your shirt. Yes. Outstanding. Only for like 10 minutes. That's outstanding. Best Easter present my mom's got me oh. right here. My so, so boom. Even with a loss yesterday. You're still happy. You're rocking your Seattle Mariners. Yes, I only lost by one. Well, in so. base in, in baseball, you still, a loss is a loss. Yeah. You, you, in in Major League Baseball, you don't get you don't get style points for losing, <laughs> only by one. Just to let you know, your team lost. Just you know, own it, move on. Yeah. It's a 162 game season. You've got plenty more opportunities to get back on track. Boom. We do have a poll question of the day for you that we need to unveil. It's a busy day. And both the Pelicans game versus the Phoenix Suns, game six, Pels are trying to stave off elimination. They need to win to keep their hopes alive. Suns are looking to close it out. That's going to tip at 6.30 tonight. NFL draft will be going on at the same time. And there's a very good possibility that when the Saints get around to picking at 16 and 19, because they have the two first-round picks, that that could be the very end, like the last two minutes of the Pelicans game. If things time out right. <laughs> so, it, it's going to be an interesting night in New Orleans, an interesting night for Louisiana sports. And that's our poll question of the day. What are you watching tonight? Are you watching the NFL Draft? Are you going to watch Suns-Pelicans game six? Are you going to watch both of them or neither of them? And right now, 75% of you say the NFL draft. 25% say both. No votes yet for Suns-Pelicans game six or neither or neither, depending on 
what part of the country you're from. JPK, the OD, both. I'm going to need to buy another remote tomorrow. Hashtag commercials better not be synced. It is. uh, Look, someone asked me earlier this week, hey, are you going to try to go to the Pelicans-Suns game because it's at 6.30, which is a four more manageable tip-off time for a game, but you still have to travel to New Orleans, which means still will not be getting back until the wee hours of the early morning and having to do a show on Friday, not optimal. Better than the 8.30 nonsense that they had been doing or 9 o'clock nonsense. But I was like, no. And I said, also, I've been inside the Smoothie King Center. I've covered Pelicans events inside the Smoothie King Center. Wi-Fi is not the best on the phone. So how am I going to be able to keep track of the draft as well at the same time? So no. No, no. RP3 will be at home, set up, laptop fully charged, ready to go to watch Pelicans, Suns, and monitor the draft at the same time. Because the draft is going to be crazy. I'm letting you know it's going to be crazy. We still don't know who the number one overall pick is going to be. Is it going to be Hutchinson, the pass rusher from Michigan? Is it going to be the pass rusher from Georgia instead? We don't know who the number one pick is going to be. We don't know when the quarterbacks are going to be selected. There's a ton of offensive linemen and pass rushers and wide receivers in this year's draft. But teams get desperate when it gets to a quarterback because they like to lock them in on that five-year deal, especially if you take them in the first round. I've heard talk that we could have two quarterbacks taken all the way up to four in the first round. And none of them have first-round grades. What will the Saints do? Will they actually trade up? I keep hearing that they really, really, really like the big fella from Mississippi State, the offensive tackle. And that they may take their 16th pick and their second round pick to move up to go grab their tackle that they need. Because they need a tackle. And then they'll use that other first round pick for best player available. Is one of the wide receivers there? Great, you take them. If a safety's there, great, you take them. I could see them doing that and then not have a second-round draft pick. But what are the Saints going to do? What's going to happen with the quarterbacks? And what player, it happens every single year, is going to plummet down the board for no good reason? It feels like it's going to be Evan Neal because now they're saying, you know, rumors are coming out that he didn't pass a physical and, like, Saban and... At Alabama's like, that's nonsense. So, yeah. It happens every year. The rumor mill causes a player to drop for no good reason. And you always have that one marquee player that drops, and you're like, why is that guy dropping? And then a team gets them at an unexpected place where they're like, oh, I didn't expect to get this top five player at 18. That could happen for the Saints. There's going to be trades. I feel like there's going to be some more trades. Minnesota usually trades back. They're at 12. The Giants, if they were smart, they would trade. But the Giants aren't smart, so there's no telling what stupid move they'll make. And they got two first-round picks as well. Will the Packers and Chiefs move up? They both have two first-round picks. 
they both lost their number one wide receiving options this offseason. Kansas City's in better shape because they did bring in a bunch of different guys in that offense. None of them are Tyreek Hill, but they still brought in a bunch of different guys. Green Bay is the one that's a bit of a head-scratcher because they lost, do you believe, two wide receivers? Devontae Adams being the big one. One of their wide receivers went to go Kansas City. So what are they going to do? Are they going to try to trade up? Could they possibly want to trade up with the Saints? The Saints never trade back, ever. They have not traded back since 2007. But could they? Maybe. It's going to be a wild night for the NFL draft tonight. And then you got game six, Suns-Pelicans. Do the Pelicans have anything left in the tank? Can they step up and do something? Win at home, sold out crowd yet again. Our good friend Louis Prejean, yes, is going to the game. He scored, he scored tickets. Pretty sure he gave up, you know, I think he's going to leave some of his luggage behind because he was going to have to pay for extra luggage expense to fly back home this weekend to California. I think he gave that up to buy the tickets. These are the sacrifices you make when you're a fan. MC Louis P. going to be in the building inside the Smoothie King Center. It's going to be sold out. It's going to be great environment. But can the Pels do enough to win? We saw what happened. I, I've said it before. Can Brandon Ingram be the best player on the floor? When he is, they win. He was not the best player on the floor. He was the third best player, maybe, on the floor. In game five, they lost. Sold out, Smoothie King Center. Suns, Pels, game six of that Western Conference playoff series. NFL draft going on at the same time tonight. Plus, you have Houston Astros Day Baseball, which you can listen to live right here. On the game, 105 first pitch this afternoon as they wrap up their road series against the Tejas Rangers. Astros Day Baseball, NFL Draft, Pelicans, Suns, Game 6. What a night! Keep voting on that poll question of the day. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. P3 grew up dreaming of one day playing right field for the Atlanta Braves, just like his hero, Dale Murphy. I wanted to grow up and be Dale Murphy. Little Raymond, though, wasn't quite the caliber of athlete of his childhood hero as his lone highlights as a ball player were being beamed twice in the head. That actually explains a lot. Back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. going to be a heck of a night for New Orleans and Louisiana sports and New Orleans and Louisiana sports fans. Once again, NFL draft, first round action tonight. Saints have not one but two picks. What will they do with them? 
Will they take wide receiver offensive lineman? Will they take O-line, D-line? Will they take wide receiver safety? Will they do the unthinkable and reach and take a quarterback with a grade of a second-round player? Probably not. We'll see. Not to mention we don't know who the number one overall pick is going to be. What player is going to drop in the draft? Are there going to be trades? It feels like there's going to be. It's going to be one of the more entertaining drafts in recent history. As the NFL draft will be broadcast live from Las Vegas. While that is going on, it will be Phoenix Suns, New Orleans Pelicans, game six inside the Smoothie King Center. Our former producer extraordinaire, Louis Prejean. We had lunch with him yesterday. He's going, bought tickets, taking his mom. Mom's never been to the game. He's taking his mama to go see the Pelicans. Maybe she'll be the good luck charm to help force a game seven. Maybe. Because when Lewis went last week in for uh, game three, it was, mm-hmm. he was not, in fact, a good luck charm. They lost. Maybe it was a combination of having Lewis Prejean and Matt Miguez in the building at the same time. Ooh, that's what it was. That could have been some bad juju. Could have been some bad juju. Too much talent right there. So that <laughs> too, there wasn't too, a talent on the court. Too much talent there. Oh, look at you with the compliments this morning. You're in a good mood. I don't know if I would be giving out the compliments. Our poll question of the day is, what are you watching tonight? 50% of you say the NFL draft. 33% say both the draft and Suns-Pelicans game six. 17% say neither. Baseball fan has stepped in to the conversation. That's what that is. That's, that's baseball fans saying, I don't care about the NFL or the NBA. And no votes right now just for Suns-Pelicans game six. Hart has commented, live, look at me flipping back and forth between channels tonight. And it's uh, Sheldon breathing into a paper sack. Could be a stressful time for Pels slash Saints fans. Not to mention the Houston Astros play this afternoon. So if you're a fan of all three of those, what a day for you. Astros Rangers live right here on the game. 105 first pitch from Arlington. Then it's going to be Pelican Suns, game six inside the Smoothie King Center, and then the NFL draft. Ward Corville, friend of the show, part of the Vermilion Parish Game of the Week broadcast team has chimed in. I truly hope the Pels win. Lewis will be ecstatic, finally, after all the years of suffering. Finally, after all those years of suffering. What would it be like if the Pels actually won tonight and Lewis was there? How happy would he be? Then puts saying will come true that he will not be touching the ground yeah, there It'll it is be in the air there it is and if the saints take a quarterback which i don't think they will kevin oh. foot may never hmm. be the same <laughs> so made to do a zoom call and do a live from his house <laughs> let's head out to the game hotline welcome on chris to the show chris good morning to you brother what's on your mind my friend hey good morning happy draft day happy you know, draft day uh, to you bud yeah it's exciting you know, I've been. I want to talk a little bit about just in general, and then the Saints picks. I've looked at a lot of mock drafts, and one thing that's kind of surprising to me is I, I don't see any of them have the Texans taking a quarterback at three. Um, so I found that I found that pretty interesting. Now, my question to you is this, though: when our, if our quarterbacks we go into the season with the Saints with uh, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, and Ian Book, what do you think about that? Are you comfortable with that? Because 
I just don't see us needing to draft a quarterback, any one of these guys. I think we have much more glaring needs in uh, tackle, safety. You know, even – let me tell you this. We got to look towards Alvin Kamara being suspended. Uh, and, I, and I still think we need a little bit more depth in running back with Mark Ingram being old like he is. So just want to kind of hear your thoughts on, on all those topics and enjoy all day. Thank you. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the phone call. I believe the Saints would be all about drafting a quarterback, Chris, if there was a quarterback worth drafting. If there was a, a, a slam dunk generational talent, if this was a draft where you had Joe Burrow or Andrew Luck or Deshaun Watson when he came out of Clemson, if it was one of those type of guys, then we'd be having a different conversation. If, if the prospects were that, that caliber where you go, man, that's a pretty much a can't-miss guy. That's a guy that I'd be willing to trade up for. That's a guy that I'd be willing to spend a couple of first-round picks on. I think this would be a different discussion that the Saints would want to go and get their guy. The problem is, is that, no offense to Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis or the other guys, they're project players. And the Saints believe that they are close to being a contender. And they're not going to want to wait on a project quarterback. There's a reason why in the offseason, they kept Taysom Hill. They just drafted Ian Book last year. They signed Blake Bortles. They signed Jameis Winston. They signed Andy Dalton. They're not going to go after a quarterback. Because they believe that Winston's the guy. Now, they didn't give him a long-term deal because they want to see if he's going to come back fully from the injury. That's what I firmly believe. That's them. That that's their way of protecting themselves as a franchise. If Jameis struggles, you have a reliable veteran backup in Andy Dalton. But remember, this is a team last year that nearly made the playoffs despite having to play four different quarterbacks and not having Michael Thomas. This team had multiple COVID issues, did not have Michael Thomas for the entire year, an all-pro top-five wide receiver, and they start, then they played Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, and Ian Book at quarterback. And they still had a winning record, and they still nearly made the playoffs. If you're Mickey Loomis, Jeff Ireland, and the rest of the brain trust there, you feel like if you had a healthy quarterback last year and you had Michael Thomas play, you'd probably win the division. Why are you going out to get a quarterback? That's why I never have bought them drafting a quarterback because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit their philosophy. It does not fit their philosophy and what they do year in, year out. Plus the positions that they prize, the, the ones that they covet in the first two rounds of the draft, O-line, D-line, DB, wide receiver. That's what they do. Everything else is secondary. They've never taken, they've only taken one quarterback in the first two rounds ever. That was Archie Manning. Back before I was born. I'm 43. It's the longest streak in NFL history, by the way, of a team not taking a quarterback in the first round. Everyone else has done it. Everyone else has done it, except for the Saints. So it's just not happening. It's just not happening. They're not going to break the bank. They're not going to give up the farm for a quarterback who is not here. 
you know, is not a generational talent, is not a guy that is going to change the fortunes of their franchise. Plus, you have a draft where it's loaded with O-line, D-line, and wide-receiving prospects. That's what they love. That's what they love. And that's what they're going to want to take. Just telling you. That's what they're going to want to take. I just don't see it. I just don't see them drafting a quarterback. It's not what they do. And if you believe you're close to being a Super Bowl contender, you don't waste premium picks, and that's what first and second rounders are. You don't waste them on projects. They need a wide receiver. They need a starting left tackle. They could use a safety as well. And they need a running back, as you brought up, which they'll probably draft in the middle rounds. Those are four needs that they have. Not a single one of those needs is quarterback. Not a single one. If they nearly made the playoffs last year with Trevor Simeon throwing the football or Ian Book attempting to throw a football and Taysom Hill pretending to be a quarterback with those guys and they nearly made the playoffs last year with those guys? Come on, man. They're not drafting a quarterback because they just believe that they don't need to. They believe they can use Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton to win games. They believe last year that Trevor Simeon and Ian Book could help them win games. And they nearly got into the playoffs. You think that philosophy all of a sudden is going to change? No. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. If the quarterback was different, if you had, if any one of these guys was a Patrick Mahomes, or hell, even a Lamar Jackson, who, remember, was taken with the last pick in the round of his draft because Baltimore traded back in to get him on the five-year deal. But there was concerns about Lamar. None of these guys are, are, are him. Kenny Pickett's ceiling is Mac Jones. Okay. An above-average game manager type. Great. Are you going to spend two first-round picks and spend in all that capital for a guy that's going to be nothing but a game manager? I don't think so. Don't think so. Now, the only thing that could happen is if they sit tight at 16 and 19 and one of those guys falls to them. Maybe then. Maybe. Maybe. But I just don't buy it. Just don't buy it. They need rod receiver and a tackle. And you can get both of those in the first round of this year's draft. And heck, they like the Mississippi State kid a lot. Cross, the big fella, he's a mammoth human. And he can move. Maybe they trade 16 in their second round up to get him so they can get their franchise left tackle. Done. And then they'll still have their other first round pick. Maybe they trade back down, pick up another second rounder. I mean, there's going to be a flurry of activity. And I'm intrigued what the Saints are going to do. And what players are still going to be there. Because teams, they feed off each other. Once one team takes a wide receiver, then they all start trying to take him because they, they believe that, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to miss out on one of the guys. And there's always a team that reaches. It's usually the Raiders. They've been better of late, but it's usually Oakland slash Las Vegas. But draft is tonight. What a day. Astros Day Baseball right here on the game. 105 first pitch against the Rangers. Draft tonight. Pelicans, Suns, game six. What? And Hannah Five Names is rocking her Seattle Mariners custom shirt. 
What a day. Just for foot, we have 12 hours, 25 minutes, and 50 seconds until the NFL draft starts. Oh, man. I'm just going to give him a hug when he gets in. It won't help, but it may. No. I'm trying to get Becca, the intern, to uh, bring donuts or something tomorrow morning. For in him? Case, yes. In case, like, you know, Astros <laughs> lose and the Saints pick. Oh, why, why, why? Pick. why? Why are you putting that in the atmosphere? He's put in the atmosphere multiple no, no, times. No, that's enough. That's enough. The force is strong. The negativity is strong with that one. We don't need to add to it. We need to be positive. Positive vibes. Uh, I don't positive think they're going to the quarterback. I don't think they're going to actually gonna lose. They lost their one game of the series. It's all for once. It's, they don't want the boy to sweep. So maybe they'll win today. <laughs> we got to take a timeout. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Do you think RP3 is the only nickname Ray has? Think again. There was Little Vainant. There was Little Foot, Little Bubba. There was LD, which stood for Little Dufo. There was Ray Dog. There was Ray Diggity Dog. There was Fish. There was Fish Face. There was RP3. There was even Ramundo from El Segundo. Back to the host with more nicknames than he knows what to do with. RP3, right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. In Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So if you are a contractor that you've hired is digging a hole to put in, say, a new fence, a backyard pool, maybe a nice garden, it really doesn't matter, even minor landscaping, because you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you'll knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year. And look, there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out and mark the location of buried lines so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple, it's free of charge, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service. And to promote public safety, Louisiana 811 and the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Remind you, call 811 and know it's below before you dig. Poll question of the day. We asked you, it's a big night. What are you watching tonight? Are you watching the NFL draft? Are you watching Suns Pelicans game six? Are you watching both of those events? Or are you watching neither or neither? Right now. 48% of you say you're watching the NFL draft. 29% say you're watching both the draft and game six. 13% say neither. 10% of you say Suns, Pelicans, game six. Ton on the Twitter says, going to be watching the back of my eyelids because I have a lot of driving to do tomorrow. (laughs) Shout out to Ton for being responsible. My man's like being responsible. See, Ton Ton and I are on the same page. I could have went to the Pels game tonight. I could have somehow finagled that, right? I could have got a press credential. Mm-hmm. 
But then I thought about it. I was like, I'm tired. I've been tired all week. I haven't slept well all week. Do I go down to New Orleans for game six? Game won't get done until, what, 9, 30, 10 o'clock? Probably. Gonna be stuck in, I'm going to be stuck in the Superdome for at least 45 minutes trying to get out of Superdome parking for across the street for the Smoothie King Center. Then I'm going to be stuck in traffic again. It's going to take three hours to get home. I'm not going to get home until like 1 o'clock. And then you have a show at 6 o'clock? Ah, that's, yeah, no that that's no good. <laughs> that's no good. That's no good. None of that. Sometimes sometimes you got to make decisions based on your responsibilities. Yeah, uh, we're <clears throat> we're making dinner at home. And then we're going to go probably to B-dubs to watch the draft. And then once it hits about 9.30, we'll probably head home so we can get in bed and go to sleep. There it is. Because, um, yeah, it has to be up at 5.30. <laughs> well, 5 o'clock, so no good. Darren says, until a commercial comes on, I say, let me close my eyes for 30 seconds, and 30 seconds later, I'm still <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> yes. John Paul says, watching both will not be a problem. Pell's on mute and listening to the comprehensive analysis of the draft. Yeah, a lot of people are going to do both. That's what I'll be doing. I'll be, I've already let the wife know. So, because... We're going to have a ton of coverage for the draft for the website, right? For 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. Yes. So we're going to be on top of that. We'll, we'll have stories on what the Saints are doing. We'll let you know what LSU is doing, if the Cajuns have anyone. So we got you covered there. So I'll be manning some of that coverage. So I'll be watching both. I already told my wife. She says, what are we doing? I says, well, dear, I got good news. I got bad news. She goes, give me, give me the good news. I go, good news. I'll be home tonight. She goes, yay. What's the bad news? I'll be watching the draft and an NBA playoff game at the same time. She goes, hmm, okay. <laughs> so I'll be doing a project this afternoon for my wife. Probably. Go, go ahead and get that out of the way. That way I'll be able to do what I need to do later tonight. I mean, the busy man is a Blaine on Facebook that says both and daughter softball game. Oh, my man's going to be utilizing the phone. My man's going to be utilizing his phone, (coughs) watching one of them on his phone, and the other one he'll be following on Twitter. Right. It's going to be a great time for him. Kevin Foote today. He has afternoon day baseball. He does. Astros, Rangers, 105 right here on the game. Mm -hmm. Then, because I asked him, I asked him, I I said, Kev, what's the game plan for tomorrow? Because I just was curious. I got, I got so much going on. I got so much going on. So he's going to try. He has so much going on, not because he really has so much going on, but because he's putting more stuff on his plate to try to, to, to distract him from the amount of anxiety that he's going to have listening to the Astros play an afternoon baseball game and then the Saints drafting tomorrow night. He will be an absolute wreck. I'm terrified for Friday morning. Now, if look, if the I think in this occasion, whatever happens with the Astros is irrelevant. I think if the Saints, so hear me out, he's been stressing about the Saints' first round draft picks for a month. If the Saints take O line and wide receiver, it will be a glorious Friday morning, no matter what happens to the Astros. Really? Yes. Because in this moment, that, that's what matters more to him right now. 
because the Astros, it's a long season. Or was he, was he likes to say, it's 162 games, Cat. So even though he stresses and obsesses about his Strohs, he's obsessing more and has more anxiety about the Saints in their first-round picks. So if they do something that alleviates stress and doesn't make him stroke out, it will be a glorious Friday morning for footnotes. Put money on it. See, I couldn't do that because we've already we, him and I've already discussed multiple times that we really just need the Strohs to win, so he's already in a good mood. So when it comes to the NFL draft, well, you, well, a little bit of a better hedging, mood. He's hedging his bets. No, no, no. He's lying to you. He wants the Astros <laughs> to win so he can be in a good mood and hopefully alleviate some of the anxiety for the draft. That's yeah. all that is. That's all that is. It has nothing to do. He just wants, because that'll just take down the anxiety level just a little bit. But I guarantee you, when the clock starts to go and the timer goes for tonight's NFL draft, my man's going to be sweating bullets, pacing, mumbling to himself for hours. For hours. And every time that little ticker thing comes up and says, there's been a trade, he's going to be like, oh, no. Oh, no, they didn't trade up. What did they do? I'm telling you. Telling you, all he needs to pick a quarterback because then I don't. But as long as be high on some sugar it, then tomorrow, it will be a glorious Friday morning as long as they don't take a quarterback. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else doesn't care. He's like, I don't care if even a kicker. I just don't want a quarterback. As long as they don't take a quarterback, they'll be fine. No Bobby Scott, which I am so excited for the first day to be draft over <laughs> because then Bobby Scott, aka Kenny Pickett, for anyone who doesn't know this already, he will stop saying the name. Because I'm tired of hearing that guy's name. Tired of hearing that guy's name. Every day, at least four times. All because Jules said these cats, like Bobby Scott. These cats want me to draft uh, us to draft Bobby Scott. Bobby Scott. All the time. <laughs> we see got away from Baker Mayfield. <laughs> me and Baker Mayfield. Me and, me not I'm, not, I'm, I'm not for sure what would be worse. <laughs> The Saints taking one of these quarterbacks in the first round or the Saints trading one of the picks to Cleveland to get Baker Mayfield. I'm not for sure what would be worse for foot. It'd be just the, it would be the sixth level of hell for him. We would need like three gallons of banana split ice cream tomorrow. He he would just sit there and just mumble the whole time. All he wants right now is that stuff goes wrong tonight that he just wants cinnamon rolls. (laughs) If they draft a quarterback, he could very well come in partially clothed tomorrow. He may not know how to dress himself. Yeah, we may have to go, pull him aside, and be like, "But it's okay. Let's, let's go, go. Let's help. Go. Put your arms up. Let's put the shirt on." It's just he got worry about Kevin. He already asked me. He said, "How do you make a promo of all you hear is uh for two hours?" <laughs> just, just that would be that would be phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Keep voting on our poll question of the day. Let's quickly, while we have a few minutes, let's talk about those Astros. You're going to hear them this afternoon take on the Rangers, wrap up their series. They've won back-to-back games now. Kyle Tucker, man, he's been on a bit of a tear. He hit a three-run double in the fifth inning. And Christian Javier won his first start of the season as they held on to beat the Rangers, the Astros did, last night four to three Javier allowed only two runs and five innings of work give is scattering four hits and striking out four as well of course the two teams will score off again this afternoon in Arlington they lost the first game of the series they won back to back now they're looking to win the series 
take three out of four from the Rangers, get above 500, feel better about themselves, build some momentum heading into the weekend series. And on the hardwood, you know, we've been talking about Pell's Suns tonight, but we had two teams punch their tickets to the second round of the NBA playoffs last night as well. Steph Curry, you know, he's good. Remember him? Yeah, he's still really good. Still really a top 10 player. Returned to the starting lineup for the Golden State Warriors, and what did he do? He just dropped 30 points. As the Warriors defeated the Denver Nuggets 102-98, they win that series in five games. They move on to the second round. They move on to the Western Conference semifinals. The Greek freak, Giannis, meanwhile, dropped 33 as the Bucks defeated the Chicago Bulls 116-100. They win that series in five games. That sets up an interesting second-round matchup. The Bucks are your defending champs. They're taking on the Boston Celtics, who just swept the Brooklyn Nets. That should be a hell of a series between the Celtics and the Bucks. Warriors are waiting on the winner of some other series to figure out who they're going to play. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up. We'll close out hour number one. Hey, hotline's open. 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 doesn't play around when it comes to his personal life. I got one NFL team. I got one college team. I got one Major League Baseball team. And the big fella's also monogamous when it comes to his sports fandom. That's what I got my merch for. That's who I support. Period. Call me old-fashioned. The end. Call me old-fashioned. That's fine. I'll be old-fashioned. RP3 is just committed to providing you with great sports talk here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana. Sports Station. Poll question of the day. Let's check in on it, shall we? Why am I singing? I don't know. Delirium, possibly. Let's check in on the poll question of the day, shall we? You can vote on it on our Twitter account. That's at game underscore Louisiana. You can leave your comments on the Twitters as well as the Book of Faith as well. All the Book of Faith comments are my favorite. Those are my favorite. Poll question of the day. What are you watching tonight? Ooh, and we have a tie. We have two ties. What are you watching tonight? 39% of you say you're watching the draft or you're watching the draft and Suns-Pels game six. And then 11% of you say you're just watching Suns-Pels game six and 11% of you say neither. The votes are furious. What an hour of voting. (laughs) How about our comments on the Book of Face? We still have the same comments, which is one that says NFL Draft by Julie Jones. And Jude Miller says 100% NFL Draft. Back in the day, if, okay. I, if I may be so bold. 
back in the day, buddies, uh, my buddies and I, we would get together and watch the draft. And now that's this is when it was not prime time. This was a different different time. Where you watch it over the weekend, we'd grill out, we'd cook out, we'd have beers, and then we'd just watch the draft. That's how much of geeks we were about the draft. We watched the whole thing. The whole thing. All seven rounds. Like a bunch of maniacs. Had a great time. Now it's in prime time. I get it. But now they have the first round all by itself. And second and third round are by themselves. I just like, yeah. I still enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it as much as when you could just watch it all and just... It's not the same anymore. But NFL's like, hey, we can make this primetime. What? Wait. What's going on? We don't have to have it during the middle of the day in a hotel room somewhere. We can actually make this a mega event. Oh, let's do that. Shrewd business move. Smart business move. Very smart. Yes. Not very smart on the, the series for the Pelicans to be the same day, but it's fine. Oh, they can't control that. <laughs> They can't control that. You know, two months ago, no one thought the Pelicans would even be in this position. So, maybe even a month ago. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two, we're going to kick it off. Isaiah Chambers, two-time consensus All-American at McNeese, pass rushing specialist. He's hoping to hear his name called this weekend for the NFL Draft. We'll talk to him next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. The NFL Draft has arrived. Tonight's first round on tap. Tomorrow, rounds two and three, and of course, rounds four through seven will be wrapped up on Saturday. NFL teams, all of them, are looking to picking those great players, those impact players that are going to help them lay a foundation for success for years to come. And here's the thing. It's just not guys in the first and second round that can make an impact. It's just not guys from the Alabamas and the LSUs of the world. No, you can find these impact players from smaller schools. Like our first guest of today's RP3 and Company. He was a two-time consensus All-American at McNeese State University. He was also the two-time Southland Conference Defensive Player of the Year. In his two seasons with the Cowboys, he recorded a total of 18 sacks and 19 and a half tackles for a loss. He participated in the East-West Shrine game. He also participated in the Hula Bowl He's six foot five, two hundred fifty-one pounds. He is a bad man across that defensive line. It's our privilege to welcome to RP3 and Company, Isaiah Chambers. Isaiah, good morning to you, bud. Hey, man, the draft is here, brother. How excited are you? Good morning to you, Raymond. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm anxious. I'm ready to find my new home. Your dream was it always to be drafted? Always get that phone call to come play for them? Yes, sir. That always been my dream, just to get that phone call, uh, be around your family, and uh, yeah, that's, that's been my dream since I was a kid. 
when you were growing up there in Texas, who was your favorite uh, player? Who 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 was the guy that you kind of looked up to that you wanted to kind of uh, model your game after, so to speak? Uh, I always liked uh, Davion Clowney, uh, Miles Garrett when I was in about middle school, coming into high school. Uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, uh, back then, I used to really love, you know, Reggie Bush, Vince Young. Those were like the first guys I started watching playing football. You know, you begin your career out of high school. You sign with the University of Houston. You're there for a couple years. And then you, you make the decision that you're going to leave the Cougars and that you're going to, you know, make the short trip east over to Lake Charles, brother. Uh, what kind of went through your mind during that process, and why did you ultimately land on coming and playing for McNeese? Uh, ultimately, I just uh, – I was playing limited snaps at Houston, uh, doing very successful at the snaps I was given, led the team in sacks. And I just knew, I was like, man, uh, if I could go somewhere, be a starter, I feel like I could dominate. I just knew that in myself. I had that confidence. So I uh, went to go visit McNeese, and I liked everything about it, the city, the coaches, everything. And I just had to go there. You know, you decide. Now, walk me through that. You make the decision to go there, and that was pre-hurricane, right? Yeah, yes, sir, pre-hurricane. So did you ever, you know, think about, hey, you know, the hurricane has devastated the stadium, has devastated the campus and the community. Did you ever think to yourself, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm just going to go somewhere else? Because a lot of guys did. You didn't. Why did you decide to stay? Man, uh, yeah, uh, the hurricane really messed up my house pretty bad. I don't know if you saw the video, but it completely destroyed my house from the top to the bottom. Like, I lost everything that I ever had uh, that I ever brought with me to McNeese, to Lake Charles. And uh, I was just like, man, this is a family here and uh you know, they can't control the hurricane. And I was like, man, this is where I want to play ball at. I'm just going to stick with them through all that, through both hurricanes, actually. And uh, I was like, man, I'm going to stay here with my family. How much of a challenge was it with you guys not having access to facilities? I know you guys would work out on the field there at Barb leading up to the season. Yeah. I remember that. And, you know, yeah. it, it was not the most ideal situation. It was not a situation that lent itself to success yet. You had an enormous amount of it. Um, just talk about the challenges, especially that spring season when you guys were, you know, having to put together a team to go out there and play games. Yeah, that was very tough. Uh, we didn't have a facility, so we had to use, like, the high school weight room, the high school track. We had to do our uh, conditioning uh, at the high school. It was a different scenery, but, you know, you just got to overcome and adapt to the new situation. And we was all excited to play ball. That's one thing that – they helped us because we already had missed the season due to uh, COVID, us being postponed. So we was all anxious to get to get out of it. We're talking with Isaiah Chambers, two-time consensus All-American pass rusher at McNeese. He's looking to get his name called. See it on the ticker there on the screen this weekend for the NFL draft. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. Isaiah, you also naturally kind of stepped up into a leadership role which is interesting because you were one of the new faces yet I know covering that spring season you know you became one of the leaders and became one of those guys pretty quickly uh, was that just something natural for you to step into that role yeah yes yeah, so it was kind of natural uh I was not really that much of a vocal guy but uh you know just lead by example lead by your play and I'm glad to see you coming in working hard and trying to be first on your sprints and all that, and then they see the success that happens with that. You just kind of lead by example pretty much. So, yeah, I quickly became a leader there and uh, helped lead them guys. You have a breakout season in the spring. Consensus All-American, the defensive player of the year for the Southland Conference. 
and you end up repeating those honors. Uh, it had to be a challenge, though, because once the tape got out, once the word got out in the conference, you know, you're going to get double teamed and triple teamed, and they're going to game plan against you to make you not an impactful player. That didn't slow you down. So what was your mindset heading into the fall season? Yeah, when I came into the fall, I was, uh, wasn't was sure how people was going to react to me uh, coming in after that season. And then that first game I learned quickly. I was like, oh, man, I'm getting chipped. I'm getting double teamed. Uh, I, the tight, tight end is following me. There's actually a tackle just literally following me around. I'm like, man, this is tough. And then we play the next game. We play LSU. It's the same thing. Uh, more tackles coming in, running back chipping me, knocking me off the ground. I'm just rushing the pass, which is out of nowhere. So when I did that, I realized, like, man, I got to come on and bring it on this season. Like, it's not going to change. So I'm going to have to realize it ain't going to change. Just keep it going. So I just pushed through it, to be honest. You push through it. And you have another great season. Look, you guys lost more games than you won your time there at McNeese. But, you know, what are you the most proud of uh, during that time? And, and, you know, interviewing the few times I have, you know, after games and, and, you know, during press conferences, I would assume it's less to do with your individual accomplishments and more to do with what you guys were able to do for the community. So what is the thing that you're the most uh, proud of? Uh, yeah, yes, sir. Uh, just kind of bringing that city back together, man. Like, seeing that city like that, especially after the hurricane, I had to drive. Try to gather some stuff I can to just check out my house. Just seeing how that city was, it looked like a war just happened there. And just seeing how, like, what we build, and especially that pep rally, homecoming pep rally, just seeing the city and just going to places to eat and seeing how people support you. And uh, they want you to win. That was the best thing for me, just playing for a small city like that. And them looking up to you and them knowing who you are, I, I feel like that was just great to do. And great to just play there and stick with our guys there. Isaiah, how quickly after the season completed did you start turning your focus on preparing for the NFL draft process? How quickly after after the season? Yes, sir. Uh, I got about – as soon as the season went, uh, I flew to Florida with an agent, checked out where I was going to be training at and uh, eating at and who I was going to be training with. That was immediately after the season, so – that weekend, uh, I want to say during that week, midweek, I was already checking out where I was. And then after that week, he was like, man, we're going to come on and start training while you're in Houston. And you can train three weeks in Houston, then you're going to come up to Florida. So pretty much immediately, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. It's a business, man. You got to come here, get ready for this, and we got to get you uh, ready, ready to go. Now, you, you were able to take part in not one but two collegiate all-star games, the Hula Bowl and the East-West Shrine game. You know, uh, just tell me a little, some of the feedback that you received from the coaches and the scouts and everything going through those uh, not one but two All-Star games. Uh, yeah, uh, I received some good feedback. Uh, they like my pass rush. Uh, pass rush was pretty good. I received a little stuff, little tips uh, saying that I was like, you know, stiff at the hips, which I knew that. And uh, my weaknesses like that. But uh, overall, it was pretty good. Learned some stuff. Uh Played with some great players, uh, some, met some great coaches, talked with a lot of teams, get to know where I'm at, and them asking me questions. And it was just all exciting, and, and, and it was fun. I, I, I love playing both games. So you're going through the process. You have your pro day and everything. Did you achieve your goals for your pro day and everything like that? Because obviously that's another opportunity to be in front of scouts. Uh, no, I, I've achieved some goals. I would have liked to test better. My numbers, I would have 
have my numbers be a little bit better. It was a lot of stuff to factor into that win and a lot of stuff. I uh, got a lot of scratches, but uh, I can't change that. I moved pretty good, which is the thing that a lot of scouts want to see me move pretty good, and I moved still being able to bend. Them things I did achieve, though. So it was a win. It was a win, and then it was it was it was okay. It could have been better, but I can't look back look look back at it no more. How many teams have you interviewed with, brother? Uh, about eleven to twelve teams. Wow! So you've already done some. Now has that been just over Zoom, or has that been in person? Or? Oh, uh, in person. Sometimes phone calls. Uh, none, none Zoom calls though. No Zoom calls. So in person and 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 obviously over the phone and, and what what's the feedback and what are these teams telling you man when they're going through this interview process obviously they're interested in you they're doing their due diligence yeah. and obviously you have the opportunity to tell them too hey man you need to take a flyer on me i need to be part of your team so uh how productive are those conversations been oh they've been very good uh just kind of getting a feel of what they what they want me at uh where they can see me rushing the passer uh want to know about my games what was my best games and uh just want to know the injuries I've played through. Uh, I, I like I like talking to them, and they've been very productive. Just get to talk to them and telling them, like, even at my comment at Houston, I was very productive and uh, getting me me having a chance to, like, you know, uh, sell my case too. I enjoyed it all. Wrapping up our conversation with Isaiah Chambers, two-time consensus All-American at McNeese, also two-time Southland Conference Defensive Player of the Year. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. You know, yeah, you decided to wrap up your college career at a smaller school from the FCS level. That makes it a little bit more of a challenge, Isaiah Wright, or a little bit more of a, a task, daunting task, to get notice and to get that recognition to be drafted. Uh, yet you feel you feel pretty good that you're going to be able to do that and hear your name called this coming weekend, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah, I plan on so if, if it's going to be. Late seven round after yes, I, I plan on hearing it sometime. And it was a challenge for sure, you know what I mean. But uh, man, they got eyes everywhere now. They got social media, they got all this, and like uh, I feel like it, I feel like they'll find you anywhere you at. They'll find you. It could be a little bit more challenging, but they'll find you for sure. So for you, what are your plans this draft weekend? Are you going to have a party at your at your house with your family and surrounded by friends, or are you just going to be a little bit more low key? Well, what's going to be the approach? Just a low key, low. Get together, party with my friends and family. Nothing too crazy, but just get together and just celebrate. Cause uh, even if I don't get drafted, I'll be on the team for sure. So that's an accomplishment still. Isaiah, appreciate your time, man. Hope you get your name called during the draft. If not, you know your phone's going to get blown up with offers right after the draft is done to sign you as an undrafted rookie free agent. Best of luck in your pursuit of becoming a professional football player, brother. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Isaiah Chambers, two-time Consensus All-American and two-time Southland Conference Defensive Player of the Year at McNeese. He's hoping to hear his name called either during the three days of the draft or even afterwards as an undrafted rookie free agent. Best of luck to Isaiah in his pursuit of his dreams of playing professional football. Hey, just a reminder, Houston Astros baseball, day baseball will be today as the Strohs look to wrap up their road series in Arlington against the Texas Rangers. First pitch will be 105, and you can listen to that game live right here on the game. Your home for Houston Astros baseball in Acadiana and Lake Charles. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company, though, coming up right here. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. 
We love talking about sports. Yep. You love listening to sports. Yep. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up. So pay attention. $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio in Abbeville. That's what we have to give you. That's what we want you to win. But you can only score this $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio by becoming a member of our clubhouse. Go visit 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Go do that. It's free. It's easy. And once you become a member, you'll have the ability to score free stuff. Richard Seafood Patio. They have some of the best boiled crawfish around, but they also serve up boiled shrimp and crabs, fried and grilled seafood, burgers, steaks, pull boys, and they even have a seafood buffet. Who's hungry? Raise your hand. There it is. Go sign up right now for the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $50 gift certificate to Richard Seafood Patio. Let's check in on our poll question of the day. It's a busy night for Louisiana sports fans. And if you're an Astros fan, it's a really busy day for you on top of it. Once again, Astros taking on the Rangers this afternoon, 105, first pitch. You can listen to it live right here on the game. But then we have the NFL draft tonight, first round action, and Suns-Pelicans game six live from the Smoothie King Center. Whew a lot going on we want to hear from you what are you going to be watching tonight right now man we still have a tie still have a tie oh y'all are divided on this divided 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 we try to bring people together instead it looks like our poll questions divide you we no longer have a tie just had a vote come in what are you watching tonight 39 percent of you say the nfl draft 36% of you say both the draft and game six. 16% of you just say game six, and 9% of you say neither. Let's get to Salty Steve, our guy, our man, our man. You know what? We need to figure out a way to get Salty Steve in the studio. I know he listens to us in the mornings because he's out at the track working. Right. Okay? But we need to figure out a way to get Salty Steve up in the studio one day. That would be epic. I'm just saying. You should be listening right now, so you should you should come down. Got to figure come out on. a way to get him in the studio. You know what? We need to figure out a way to get a lot of our listeners into the studio. That would Doug, be fun. Doug, Jamie, James, Reynolds, the whole uh, halftime, the whole game. What we, if we did like a whole, like a raffle type thing? Or like we would pick somebody? Win an hour. Yes. Sit in with RP3 and company. Yes. I think it'd be fun. There you go. I'll be Wally pipped because of that. You don't understand that reference? I'll explain it to you later. Thank you. Let's get to Steve's comment. 
By the time the Saints pick, I will be watching the inside of my eyelids. Can't wait for the fallout Friday morning. Last year's number one pick was a bust. Let's see if they can get it right with two ones. Saltiness from Steve, always. Robert Duplachan says, both for me should be a great night. Let's go, Pels, and let's go, Saints. Robert is ready. He's amped up. He wishes it began right now. That's what he's telling me with that comment. It's 724 in the morning on this lovely Thursday, and Robert is ready to go. Go yes. Pels, go Saints, go Draft, go NBA. Go everything. Robert, you got to pace yourself. Got to pace yourself, okay, bud. So 11 and a half hours, bud. It's okay. Got to gotta hydrate. Got to make sure you're prepared for tonight. Yes. Can't, get into, can't be getting too crazy with it. Um, so update on our comments on Facebook. Brody Lejeune says, if you vote neither, are you even a sports fan? Wow. Are, are you? And then Neil Borlaug. You could, you could just be a baseball guy. Right. There are you can people be out guy. there that are diehard Major League Baseball people mm-hmm. or even college baseball people, and they don't have time for the NFL or the NBA. But speaking of college, well, you said baseball, but for softball, the uh, Cajun softball team won 5-1 yesterday against University of Houston. That's correct. They took down the Cougs. Sorry, Texan and Acadiana. Sorry, bud. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry for you. Sorry sorry for you. But Cajuns will wrap up their regular season at home. Yes. This weekend. Next weekend, they're on the road. But their final home games at Lampson Park, because I do not believe they're going to be hosting an NCAA regional. So Jerry Glasgow's team will be doing so this weekend. And if you didn't pay attention to the schedule, we announced it a few weeks ago when they made the change. They'll be playing Friday, game one, and then they're going to wrap up their weekend. Instead of playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, they're going to be playing a double header at home yes. on Saturday. And I will have all of the recap for you on this Saturday. Is, this is what is going on this weekend. Okay. You have NFL drafts round two and three on Friday and then rounds four through seven on Saturday. You have the Raging Cajun softball team at home for their final home series of the regular season. You have LSU baseball at home versus Georgia for a three-game set Friday through Sunday. Oh, and you have two different sites for the state softball tournament. You have the select schools playing. Those are your private schools. They're playing in Broussard. So for us here locally, that's St. Thomas More, Opelousas Catholic, Northside Christian, out in Crowley, okay, and Notre Dame, out of Crowley. They're all playing in Broussard semifinal games starting Friday around lunchtime throughout the night. And then the state championships for select schools will be Saturday in Broussard. Meanwhile, Beauchan, Eunice, and Port Barry. Their public schools, their non-select teams, they're playing at the traditional site, Frash Park, over in Sulphur. They start their games around lunchtime tomorrow. So, like, I'll wrap up tomorrow's show, hang out for about half an hour, and then I'll be bound for Sulphur because there'll be two games to cover at the same time tomorrow in Sulphur with our area teams. So I'll be over in Sulphur for the state softball tournament. Matt Miguez, our afternoon host, he'll be covering – the night games tomorrow night in Broussard, and then we'll both be covering any state championship games on Saturday that feature Acadiana teams. So, yeah, a bit of a busy weekend. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that's, whoo, whoo. Not to mention you got Astros right. playing. 
We have the NBA playoffs still going on. Maybe yep. the Pelicans have forced a game seven. I just, I'm just saying. Jam-packed weekend. Jam-packed weekend. It's going to be a long weekend as well. <laughs> I wasn't trying to think about it like that. But, Sorry. yes, it will be slight. Yeah. Maybe a little long. It's going to be fine. We'll have plenty to discuss on Monday morning, though. Yes. Have plenty to discuss on Monday morning. If you didn't plan on being up at 6 a.m., you better be up at 6 a.m. Because we're going to have three full jam-packed three hours. Three hours of greatness is what we're going to have. Yes, we will. Three hours of greatness. It's what we do. Yes. (laughs) We do do that. You know what else we do? Time for RP3 and five names to show off some sick dance moves. With RP3 and company, Dance Party. That was an RP3 and Company dance party here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. That's all thanks to Louis Frazier. That song <laughs> will forever be linked to LSU because they did the Get the Gat dance inside the White House and filmed it for their after they won the national championship. It, 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 iconic. That will never, yeah. never die. Never die. No. And shout out to Lewis for the song recommendation. What is happening? <laughs> oh. Confuse that man so hard. It's, it's, it's not that difficult. <laughs> God bless him. It's not that difficult. We got to take a timeout. Keep voting on our poll question of the day. What are you going to be watching tonight? Are you going to be watching game six between the Suns and the Pels? Are you going to be watching the NFL draft? Are you going to be watching both or possibly neither? Keep those votes coming. Keep those comments coming on Facebook and Twitter as well. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the state softball tournament. We had Thad Dickey on on Tuesday, Bo Shan coach. We had Trenton Trosclair on yesterday, the Eunice High coach. Well, guess what? The poor Barry coach, Jacques Swallow, will be joining us next. Red Devils, great season. They're two wins away from a state championship as well. We'll talk to Coach about his team, about how they turn things around and what their expectations are there in Port Barry. That's coming up next right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. April 28th, 1981. The New Orleans Saints select South Carolina running back and Heisman Trophy winner George Rogers with the first overall choice in the NFL draft. Rogers is one of 17 selections by the Saints. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
Port Barry Red Devils. They have had a ton of success on the gridiron, basketball court, baseball and softball fields over the years. Not a lot lately, though, in a lot of the sports, but this year's softball team has put together something special that the whole community has rallied around. The Red Devils softball team, 22-4 and during the regular season earned the number two seed in the Class 2A bracket. They mowed down Lake Arthur 15 to nothing in the opener, then beat Lauraville 4 to 1 in the second round, and then blanked Winfield 7 nothing in the quarterfinal round to earn a spot in Sulphur for the state softball tournament. They'll be taking on the three seed, the Kinder Yellow Jackets, on Friday on Field 16 there in Frash Park. And joining us now to talk about their season and their playoff run is the man in charge of the Red Devil softball program, Coach Jacques Swallow. Coach, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? Oh, not going bad. Good morning to you too, man. Well, uh, how does it feel, man? It's uh, Here we are. It's uh, state softball tournament week, and you got your team in position just two wins away from winning a state championship and only your second year at the helm, brother. How do you feel? Uh, kind of surreal right now. Um, you know, it's the the community is crazy right now. Um, you know, the, the people of Port Barry and the surrounding areas, Crop Springs, and they they love to get behind all the teams. And uh, the amount of support they showed so far has been mind blowing. You know, and and just like yesterday after practice, you know, um, the previous state champions from Port Barry, I think it's two thousand. They uh they came and fed the girls, and the girls are just they're on cloud nine because, you know, they, they've never felt nothing like this. You know, they've never felt anything like this. And, you know, it's been a while since the program's been playing at such a high level. You know, this is your second season at the helm. You know, are you surprised how quickly you and your staff and these girls have been able to come together and turn things around there for the Red Devils? Um, last year, we kind of, you know, laid the groundwork for – you know, what we thought would be a good season this year. Um, but midway through last year, you know, we played Notre Dame really close. We lost four to three. And uh, we had two freshman pitchers. And myself and the coaches were like, wow, you know, this could escalate really quickly. You know, a lot a lot sooner than, you know, most people will, will, would think, you know. And coming into this year, we um, we, we knew we were good. And we knew we would have a good season. But I, I don't think we quite knew how good it would be or how special it could be. And, uh, you know, we're not surprised, but it, it turned around pretty quick for us. When did you know, you know, obviously last year you, you saw some flashes. Was there a turning point in the season this year where you're like, hey, we got something really special here cooking up in Port Barry? Um. I think the turning point was we played, I think it was our first tournament, or it might have been the second tournament of the season. Um, we had a Friday night game against Wachita Christian. And, uh, you know, I was at Sacred Heart previously and played them in the semifinals back in 2009. They 10-run they ruled us. So I kind of put it in my girls' head and said, look, man, this, this, this team is traditionally a powerhouse in, in, in Division Four, and uh, we're going to see how good we are. And they jumped on us, I think, Six two and then eight three, and then we just rattled off and we beat them eighteen to eight 
And at that point, I think the coaches and, and the girls were like, wow, okay, um, we, we could be pretty good this year. And I, I think that was the actual turning point uh, this year. We're talking with Port Berry softball coach Jacques Swallow. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. His team will be playing the number three seed, Kinder Yellow Jackets, Friday. They're at Frash Park, noon scheduled first pitch in the Class 2A semifinals. All right, Coach, let's talk a little bit about this playoff run. Dominant performances in all three games. You've only surrendered one run in the three contests, two shutouts, and you've outscored your opponents by 26 to nothing in the three games. Uh, just talk about just how dominant you guys have been playing in this postseason run. Um, man, our, our pitchers have done a phenomenal job this postseason. Um, I mean, hitting their spots and and really the, the focus that these pitchers have um, is, is unbelievable. You know, I call pitchers and they look at us and they just they laser focused, and it's it starts with them, and then right behind them is the defense. And I I think we've so far uh, one error in the postseason, and when when you can eliminate the errors and score some runs and some timely base hits, I mean good things are bound to happen. So I, I think that's what's happening. Our girls are just focused, and they 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 have a goal. They want to they want to meet that goal. And they they playing like it. Let's talk a bit about your matchup Friday, Coach. You're taking on a Kinder team that is uh, has a lot of tradition of always being in the mix at state softball uh, tournaments there for the fast pitch 56, or what I still call the fast pitch 56. I know that's not what it's called anymore. <laughs> but um, what do you know about your opponent, and what kind of challenges do the Yellow Jackets present your Red Devils? Um, yeah, you said it, man. Kinder. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have some girls on their team that, that went the last time they went there. And uh, so they, they're going to have an edge as far as, you know, been there, done that, and, you know, the hoopla that, that, that comes with being in sulfur. Um, they got they got a sophomore pitcher, uh, Fontenot, and uh, she can bring it, man. Um, she's she's probably going to be one of the hardest pitchers we've faced this year. And uh, and they could hit. Um, ah. I think we match up pretty good against them. Um, you know, we got a good little pitcher of our own, and uh, I think it's going to come down to whoever makes the least amount of mistakes uh, while we're there. That's that's what it's going to come down to. Coach, we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, no matter what happens Friday or Saturday, obviously it's a great, successful season for the program, and it could be something – it could be a foundation year – for things to come is that how you feel about this season not only is it a breakout year but do you feel like this is a foundation year for years of success to come uh definitely um you know we have a good little junior high program that that we got going on right now uh, we got some some young young talent that um we looking for you know to to, to come around next year and continue to build what we started last year. And uh, we actually have two seventh graders on our team, and for them to be a part of this process only only helps that building process. Um, we've got a bunch of eighth graders and stuff that's going to come from Crot Springs, and they can't play with us normally. So, um, yeah, man, this, this year has – this year and last year, with the success we had, is it, going to lay the groundwork for hopefully going to be 
another good run in Port Barry softball. And how about the fact it's just a great banner year for St. Landry Parish. Not only are you guys at the State Softball Tournament, so are the Eunice Bobcats, so are the Beauchamp Gators, and Opelousas Catholic. All four have reached the state semifinals in their respective classes and divisions. So kind of a banner year for St. Landry Parish, Coach. Man, this is wild. Um, I don't know. Has, has, has it ever happened that three teams have went to the sulfur at the same time? I would have to look it up, brother. I'm not for sure. It did stand out to me, though. I mean, three teams, and obviously OC has to play in the select division over in Broussard. That's where they're having the state championships. But, yeah, I can't remember a time where this many teams from St. Landry Parish all advanced this far. Right. And last year, I'll tell you what, Eunice had a great team last year and was very close to making it. And we had a little setback in the second round, but we were kind of looking to get there, too, and Beauchamp made it, so – it was almost close to two years back-to-back, but i tell you what, the all-parish meeting ought to be fun <laughs> whenever the season's all done. <laughs> Coach, appreciate your time. Best of luck to you and your girls over in Sulphur on Friday and hopefully on Saturday, brother. Thank you so much for making the time, and congratulations on a great season. I appreciate it, man, and uh, thanks for uh, having me on. That's Port Berry head softball coach Jacques Swallow. Only in his second year at the helm has his team two wins away from winning a state championship in Class 2A. While Coach Swallow and the Red Devils try to win a state championship, you can win big by becoming a member of our clubhouse. Go visit 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. Sign up for our rewards club because once you become a member, It's free to do so, by the way. It's easy to do so. Yeah, we make it extremely convenient for you. Once you become a member, you're going to have the opportunity to score free stuff. How about a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse down at Cypress Bayou? Mouthwatering steaks, delicious sides, adult beverages galore, desserts that come out on a golden three-tray tier, three-tier tray, whatever it is. It's amazing. You're going to have a great time. Take your lady out. Go hang out with the fellas in the cigar room. We just want to hook you up with that $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's, but we can't do so until you become a member of our clubhouse. So go sign up today at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com and become a member of our clubhouse so you can score that $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse. More RP3 and company coming up on this Thursday edition. We'll close out hour number two. That's next right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Great news, my sports-loving friend. No more aimlessly searching for sports talk love by swiping left or right. That's because you've already found the perfect match. For sports talk love, that is... Now, back to the only lover you'll ever need. The game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You love the Houston Astros. You're going to be tuned in this afternoon listening to them take on the Texas Rangers. 
trying to win that series three games to one. First pitch 105 right here on the game. You love them. Wouldn't you love to see them in person at Minute Maid Ballpark? Well, guess what? We got an Astros weekend getaway that's got your name written all over it. The game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to take you out to the ball game with our latest Astros weekend getaway. The Astros are going to take on those same Rangers, but on May 21st. And you can be there. That's right. Register in the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com to score four tickets. That's four tickets, a tour of Minute Maid Ballpark, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. That's right. Four tickets, hotel room, and a tour of the ballpark. It's Astro Weekend Getaways. But you can't win that unless you become a member of our clubhouse. So go sign up today once again at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Astro Weekend Getaways are powered by Butcher AC, Le Meridian Houston Downtown, and the game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Let's check in on the poll question of the day, shall we? It's a big day, big night for sports fans here in the state of Louisiana. Got Astros in the afternoon. That's on tap. But then tonight, get the NFL draft. First round action. Saints have not one but two first round picks. Will they stay pat? Will they trade up? What will they do with them? Will Kevin Foote be able to make it through the draft? These are all questions we don't have answers for right now. But you also have going on at the same time tonight, Suns-Pelicans, game six of their Western Conference playoff series. Which one are you going to watch? Are you going to try to watch both? Are you going to just be so tired and exhausted you won't watch either? That's our poll question of the day. Right now, leading the vote, 40% of you say you're going to be watching the NFL draft. 38% of you say that you're going to be watching both the draft and game six of the Pelicans-Suns series. 15% of you say that you're just going to tune in for Suns-Pelicans. And 7% of you are grumpy gusses. You say neither. You say neither. It's close. Close. We know the draft is the go-to, but a lot of you are going to try to watch both. Only got one more hour left to go on this poll question of the day. What are you going to be doing, producer extraordinaire, diehard Seattle Mariners, custom T-shirt wearing, <laughs> Hannah, five names? Um, Shirt courtesy of? Mama, four names. Mama, four names, by the way. <laughs> yes, Mama has four names. <laughs> Want to keep it going. Uh, well, my Mariners should be wrapping up around the time that the Astros probably are starting or at least getting halfway to the point. So watching them, uh, from there I will work out, then make some barbecue chicken for dinner, and then head to B-dubs with the fiancé so we can have a drink and watch the info draft until it's time to go to bed because I got to get up early, so yes. 10.30 is bedtime. Yes. You, yes. you will be needed here tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to let you know. That's, that's uh, that, yeah, yeah, you're going to have to come to work tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah. So that's, that's good. That's dress. good. So you're going to watch your Mariners. Yes. You're going to knock that out. Then you're going to get a workout in. Yep. Eat some grub. And then you and the soon to be Mr. Five Names will be headed out 
to watch the draft with friends at B-Dubs. Have yes. a few few adult beverages. Enjoy yourself. Maybe. That's, that sounds like a delightful time. I think it does, too. Will he actually agree to that when I get home? Because he might change his mind because he's already tired. Maybe. But we will try to make sure it happens. <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> but I do have some comments on Facebook I'd like to get to. Are they efficient or non-efficient? Somewhat efficient. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do we so got? What do we got? So Martin says, definitely NFL draft, but hopefully one of the things Foot will be watching tonight is his blood pressure of the Saints draft the QB in the first round. But it's NFL draft day. Let's go. And then Mr. Green, a.k.a. Jamie, we are in leap testing. <laughs> I'm watching my eyelids because I'm exhausted, so I already asked him. I said, ooh, do we have cinnamon discs on lock? Because... When I did leap testing or and of course any kind of big testing for the state, we had the little cinnamon discs because supposed to like help you like focus better and like make your brain up a bit more. So we eat cinnamon discs during our testing. I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? I have no idea. You know, weren't giving anything like we weren't allowed to eat anything during leap testing. No, we got one. We got one cinnamon t- cinnamon disc. Be quiet. Do your single, test. No, you test can't go over. to the bathroom. Well, yeah, there was that, but yeah, we got one. Getting snacks per test. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, you were like suck on your cinnamon disc while you were taking your test, which will like help you focus. Did it? I mean, help me. Can we get our hands on some of those for you now? <laughs> I'm not trying to help now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would taste good with uh, a granola bar either, <laughs> or an apple and peanut butter. I don't think that would mix well. Okay. But it's fine. So Jamie will getting rest because he has leap testing. God yes. bless him. God Poor bless thing. him. And shout out to all the teachers that are having to deal with the leap testing uh, right now. I hated leap testing. <laughs> leap testing and, of course, testing. So what you're saying is that you just hate testing. I hate say testing. Especially because I had to put my name on the front of the packets. And I always had to raise my hand because I feel like some people were going to do it differently. I had to ask, hey, what do I do if all of my letters of my name don't fit in the boxes? Because I never did. I usually got to Hannah Grace filled out perfectly fine, but I got Olivia in and I got Adams L A V. The E R J E N E was not in there, never in there. I got the L A V. That's why when I sign my name on like, you know, documents and stuff, I just sign an H, a G, and then I don't even finish the L, the Laverne because I didn't finish it in school, so why not? I figure how I write my name when I get married. This is already stressful. <laughs> Come back. Okay, okay, look. Come back. Look, I'm coming back. Look, look, I need you not to be stressed. Foot is going to be stressed enough today. I need you to be chill, relaxed, confident, not stressing about anything. I need you to put out that energy today for footsie. Okay. Okay. So I will. So, I already so have. Don't think about what your name's going to be on the wedding certificate, marriage certificate, and all that. None of that matters right now. Oh, Kenneth also said he said he won't change his mind. We are still going to go to B Dubs. There it is. <laughs> There it is. He has spoken. We gotta take a timeout. <laughs> Keep voting on our poll question of the day. Hour number two in the books, but not to worry. We got one more hour still to go here on RP3 and Company. We're gonna talk about the big night in New Orleans. NFL draft. What will the Saints do? New Orleans Pelicans, Suns Game Six preview with our buddy Les East from CrescentCitySports.com. That's coming up next, right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Welcome back to RP3 and Company, 8.03 on the clock on this Thursday edition of our show. Man, what a weekend. It's going to kick off a day early because NFL Draft is tonight. First round action. Second round, third rounds, Friday, 4 through 7, Saturday. In addition, we got the NBA playoffs tonight in New Orleans. Game 6 between the Suns and the Pelicans. Pelicans trying to stave off elimination and force a game seven. Can they do it? Will they do it? How can they do it? To break that down as well as the Saints draft plans is a man who's going to be covering both and has done for quite a while. Our good friend, the one and only Mr. Les East from ChristensCitySports.com. Les, good morning to you, brother. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Raymond. How are you? Okay, so what's the game plan for today? Are you going to take a, a nap? Are you going to hydrate? What's the game plan for Les having to deal with two major events at the same time? Well, hydrating certainly will be important, as always. So we'll, we'll be focused on that. But uh, I am going to um, set up shop at the Smoothie King Center and uh, follow the draft as best I can and uh, hope the Saints don't do anything that make, makes things even more complicated than they already are. <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll, hope, we'll hope for you for your sake, brother, that that's going to be the case. So let's start with the draft. 16-19 and 19 after the trade with Philly. That's where they sit for tonight's first round. But there's so much uncertainty about tonight's first round of the draft. Who's going to go number one overall? Uh, are there going to are the quarterbacks going to be taken in the top ten, or are they going to fall? Uh, is there going to be a run on offensive linemen and wide receivers? What are the Saints going to do? Who's going to trade back? Uh, what's the sense that you're feeling about what the Saints' approach is going to be tonight with those two picks? Well, I I get the sense that the Saints are going to uh, sort of let the draft come to them, for for lack of a better way of putting it. I, of course, ninety percent of what people say this time of year is a smokescreen, so you don't want to read too much into what people say or how they say it. So, um, but but listening to Mickey Loomis yesterday, um, it did not sound like they had targeted another player uh, or another uh, trade to get higher in the first round for a particular individual quarterback or otherwise doesn't mean that won't happen. But I think they moved to 16 and 19 because they felt like they needed multiple good players and they wanted to get another good player on a rookie contract to help with their salary cap issues and not to, um, 
set up another trade. So I think that they're satisfied with where they're at. Doesn't mean they won't go higher if the right opportunity comes along. But I think their plan at this point is to pick the two best players on their board at 16 and 19, um, even though they'll keep their um, other options open. But I think that they'll see how it unfolds. If someone is there higher than 16 that they're really interested in, then they will uh, they'll pursue the possibility of moving up. But I, I think at this point, their plan is to stay where they are, but as always, they'll be uh, considering all options. You know, they, they've been known to trade up before, and it wouldn't surprise me tonight if they decide to take that 16th pick and use their second-round pick and trade up to go get a guy they really like, right? That's not uh, uncommon for them to do. What position would that be that would prompt the Saints to do that, in your opinion, Les? Well, I think there are uh, a few possibilities. I think offensive line and wide receiver are the two biggest needs. And uh, I, I think it's most likely that if they keep 16 and 19, one of them is going to be an, a tackle, one of them is going to be a wide receiver. Now, if the, you know, so if the right receiver or tackle is there, you know, someone they, they saw as a top five, top eight, top ten player, is sitting there a little bit lower than they expected, but they don't think we'll get to 16, and I think they'll trade up and they, they could grab either one of those because they need both of them uh, equally badly. But the other possibility uh, is quarterback. There's been a lot of speculation that they might go get a quarterback. I uh, don't really think that that's um, the way that they, they ought to go, but it doesn't mean – it won't be the way that they do go. So quarterback is the wild card in this. But I do think offensive tackle and wide receiver are um, clearly the two biggest areas of need, and you can flip a coin as to which one's more important. Uh, and a lot of what they do there will be dictated by the, the their particular rankings of who uh, is within their grasp at 16 or a little bit higher if they decide to trade up. So you're pretty much set that you're thinking it's going to be offensive tackle, wide receivers, how they're going to go there. Um, do you believe there's a particular you know players in that group? Because the Saints are very much less – they have their guys that are high on their board. And it doesn't really matter if you don't believe that. They, they believe in what they believe. What's the feeling that you're getting? Who are the wide receivers they like and who are the uh, offensive li- linemen that they like that they're really targeting that are high on their board? You know, I, I don't feel confident in, in saying for sure how the rankings are because, like, like I said, everything now is a smokescreen. But I, I think you can look at, uh, you know, history as prologue. And uh, the, you know, there are two wide receivers from Ohio State who are considered, um, you know, first half of the first round quality guys. Um, Olave and uh, I forget the other player's name at the moment. Uh, the Saints certainly did very well with Mike Thomas as a wide receiver from Ohio State. Half the roster is from Ohio State, so they are um, they feel good about players who come out of Ohio State. And uh, so I think either one of those guys 
would certainly be uh, possibilities. Uh, Jamison from Alabama, I think, uh, before the knee injury in the championship game, would have been thought to be a player worthy of much higher than number 16 or 19. He may fall because of the surgery, but I think if he were there, he's certainly somebody they would consider the tackle for Mississippi State, I think, is somebody they would love to be able to get. And I think projections have him going higher than where the Saints are picking. Uh, there's also uh, a couple of other uh, tackles. A lot of people disagree on the tackles as to which ones are really elite and which ones are just good prospects. And I'm not sure where the Saints fall in, in that uh, discussion. So, there are a lot of players, but you're right that they put, uh, they believe in their board, and they're going to have it. Their players ranked, and I think they're going to be in a position where they're going to be able to take the best value that they see on their board, and it's that uh, they're hoping that that happens to be a tackle or a wide receiver. Hey, Garrett Wilson's the guy that you're thinking of, right? The other Ohio State wide receiver. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and they they love the Buckeyes, and they have had a long history of, of drafting them. We're talking with Les East of ChristmasCitySports.com. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. Uh, Bud, when it's all said and done, do you believe that once the night wraps up that the Saints will have two first-round selections in the books, or do you believe that somehow they'll only have one? Oh, I think it's more likely that they'll have two and that they'll pick at 16 and 19, but it would not surprise me at all if um, they uh, they make a move. You know, Mickey Loomis joked yesterday about, you know, how his track record is trading up more so than trading down, but he said that, that there's nothing inherently wrong with trading down. It's just over the years it's worked out. Uh, that trading up has been uh, their preference uh, under certain circumstances. So uh, everything's on the table. They'll be working the phones while they have one eye on the Pelicans game. And uh, it wouldn't shock me if they did something, but I think the more likely thing is that they stay at 16 and 19 and, and pick presumably a tackle and a wide receiver. Give you one more opportunity here to talk about the Saints because so many of the fans, for whatever reason, want them to draft a quarterback. Even though these quarterbacks have like second round grades, they want them to take one in the first round. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, but I'm going to let you have the last opportunity here on draft day to address those particular fans that are hoping that the Saints draft a quarterback in the first round less. Well, I just don't see that there is a quarterback out there who's a franchise quarterback, and if there is a franchise quarterback, he's not going to be available at 16 or 19. And uh, now all it takes is quarterback is the hardest position to evaluate, and that's been proven for decades. And if you feel that there's a guy there who can be uh, the next Drew Brees, you go get him. And it doesn't matter what it costs, and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or what any mock draft says. If the Saints are in love with Pickett or any of the other quarterbacks in this draft and they think their future is going to be enhanced significantly by drafting them, then they're going to go get them. 
I don't think that player is there in this draft. I think they're better off going with Jameis Winston for the next year or two. They can always draft a quarterback next year. Uh, It might be a stronger crop, probably will be. They might be able to uh, get some money in the trade or free agency, or maybe Jameis Winston's a quarterback for the next 12 years. So I don't see the urgency to go get a quarterback out of what's considered a mediocre crop. But, as I said before, if they believe that there's somebody special out there, then you go get them, and um, we'll see. I don't rule that out, but it's not what I would pursue. Les, let's switch over to the New Orleans Pelicans. I've said this this entire series. When Brandon Ingram is the best player on the court, the Pels have won. And when he's not, they've lost. And that was the case in Game 5. What do you expect Game 6 tonight in a sold-out Smoothie King Center with this series on the line and the Pelicans trying to stave off elimination? Yeah, I, I think tonight starts with uh, you know a couple of uh, potential um, health situations. We don't know uh, what's going on um, with with uh, Devin Booker for sure. Uh, there have been reports that he might be able to come back for the Suns tonight. Though, if you read, this is all coming from the ESPN dot com story, and if you read that story. They don't pin that speculation on anything uh, resembling news. All they're saying is that uh, he's making progress in his rehab and could be back as early as Thursday. Right? I could have told you that five minutes after he had the injury. Okay, <laughs> He's rehabbing, he's getting better, and he could be back, or he could not be back. So I don't put a whole lot of stock into that, but it's not out of the question that he would play, which would be a big factor in the game. The other thing is Ingram took a couple of shots at the end of the game. He fell hard to the floor. It looked like he hit his hip on the floor uh, at the end of game five, and then he had the, he lost the ball and, and grabbed his right arm. I don't know if it was the elbow or the hand exactly. They haven't really clarified it. He dismissed it, said he's playing no problem, but it wouldn't shock me if uh, Brandon Ingram were less than 100% tonight. So those are two wild cards that, that could impact this game. Uh, but having said that, I think you're right. When, when Ingram has been outstanding, the Pelicans have won. And when he's been even less than outstanding, that's been enough for the, the Suns to prevail because mostly Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton have been uh, outstanding in this series, except for for Paul's problems on Sunday night. And then, of course, uh, they got the 31 points uh, uh, in Game 5 from uh, Mikhail Bridges. So, um, you know, Ingram has to have an excellent game if the Pelicans are going to have a chance. I do think this game's going to be more like Game 3, than any other game in the series. That's the only game that was close at the end. The the Suns won by three. Every other game's been decided by double digits. I don't think this will be decided by double digits. I think the Pelicans will play very well. Uh, I think the Suns are eager to close this thing out. They, uh, you know, if the the Mavericks win um, tonight, 
the, the next series, I believe, starts on Monday, and they don't want Dallas to have a head start in terms of getting rest for the next round. So I think they're going to have a sense of urgency. Certainly the Pelicans will have a sense of urgency, and I think it will go to the wire. So you believe Suns are going to close this out and end the Pelican season tonight? Wouldn't shock me, but, uh, I, you know, the, every time everyone has – uh, counted out this Pelicans team, uh, they've they've come back. And so I, I wouldn't dare to count them out. They've already won two elimination games this month. Obviously, it'll be more difficult against the Suns um, <clears throat> than it was against the Spurs or the Clippers because they're a much better team. Uh, but even with the loss in Game 5, I don't think that – it's not like the Pelicans have been exposed, and it's not like, oh, the Suns finally woke up and showed why they're a one seed and the, the Pelicans are an eight seed. You know, Every game, the team that lost the previous game has come back and won the next one, and uh, the Pelicans are certainly capable of continuing that trend in this series. But this is going to be the hardest game they've had the entire season in order to win it, and it's going to take the best game they've played all year to win it but they're capable of doing it. Les, appreciate your time. Take you a nap today, bud. Make sure that you're well-fed, hydrated, because you're going to have a busy night in uh, front of you today, bud. But I know you'll enjoy it. Keep up the great work at ChristensCitySports.com, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Raymond. That's Les East, ChristensCitySports.com. He's going to be at Pell's Game 6. He's also going to be monitoring what's going on with the Saints and the NFL Draft. My man is going to be busy, as all of us are. Great night on tap for Louisiana sports fans. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up. We'll update the poll question of the day. Hey, you want to get your phone calls in? We can do that as well. Game hotline is open 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here on RP3 and Company, everyone is apparently part of the game family. Brother, 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 brother. Seriously, how many brothers does Ray have? Good morning to you, brother. Back to Ray and all of his brothers right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Day 25 on this Thursday morning. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. In about six minutes from right now, we're going to be bringing on our friend Bob Nightingale, Major League Baseball reporter, columnist from USA Today to talk all things MLB. Early start to the season. What are some of the surprises? What are some of the disappointments? What does he make of Yankee fans acting like buffoons? And what about that letter that finally got published about the Yankees? Well, we're going to talk about it all with Bob Nightingale, who will be joining us 
in about five minutes from right now. But we need to check in on the poll question of the day. It's a busy, busy, busy night for Louisiana sports fans. NFL draft going on tonight, first round. Saints have not one but two picks. That'll be going on at the same time as game six of the Western Conference playoff series between the top-seeded Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans are trying to stave off elimination. They're down three games to two. They're trying to force a game seven. Can they do it? These two things will be going on at the same exact time. Busy, busy, busy night for Louisiana sports fans. We ask you, what are you going to be watching tonight? 41% of you, this has changed, 41% of you now say you'll be watching the draft and game six at the same time. 37% of you say just the NFL draft. 15% of you say just game six between the Suns and the Pels. And 7% of you say you'll be doing neither. Some of you are suggesting that you'll be sleeping, you'll be tired, or you're just baseball people and you have no need for the NFL and the NBA, which, look, I don't agree with, but I respect. Brad on Twitter has chimed in. Mostly the draft, but I'll be checking in on the Pels during the commercials and on my phone between picks. See, you can do both. You can check in on both. You can have the draft on in front of you. Or you can have the Pels game on front of you and just use your phone for the other thing. Now, we had someone comment earlier that they're going to have to try to watch both while attending or either coaching their daughter's game. And that's not optimal. No. That's not optimal. Dad, what are you doing? What? Nothing. What shall I say? Who's next in the lineup to go? Uh, Patriots number pick number <laughs> randomly. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> Someone you. will be like, "Are you kidding me?" And just randomly in the middle of an abat, he'll just scream, "Are you kidding me?" And it'll be like, oh, everyone will turn around. What are you doing? He'll just be looking on his phone like this. Oh, yeah. oh my bad. My bad. Oh, uh, uh, Debo, you next. Oh wait, wait sorry, sorry, uh, Samantha, you're, you're next in the lineup. <laughs> so there could be some awkwardness for a few folks out there tonight. Once again, Pels taking on the Suns. MC Louis P., our good friend Louis Prejean, will be in attendance. That's right. Second playoff game for our man. Hopefully this one will go better than the last one he was at last Friday, which resulted in an L. He's taking Mama Prejean with him for her first NBA game. Hopefully it will be they, – they, hopefully they will experience a victory and not a devastating defeat. Yes. But – I do lean towards the Suns closing this out. I said Phoenix would win in six. It feels like they're tired of messing around, and they know how dangerous this New Orleans team is and that they understand what's at stake. Like Once again, this is a team that went to the NBA Finals a year ago. They know they can't be messing around. They know because they got to get Devin Booker back, and they can't wear down Chris Paul because... Chris Paul's an older gentleman in NBA standards. You want to try to keep him as fresh as possible. Plus, anything can happen in a game seven. Anything can happen. So if you're Phoenix, you're going to be amped up, ready to go, really focused on closing out this series tonight. But you're facing a team that's going to be desperate. They have nothing to lose. Right. Right? So they have to, you know, everyone expects them to lose. 
they have to win to even force a game seven. So this will be interesting to see what happens. And I've said it over and over again. And I know I sound like a broken record. If Brandon Ingram is the best player on the floor tonight, they win. That's what he said earlier. When Les said that Brandon Ingram had that his leg and his ball and everything, all that of him not being 100%, that makes me a little bit nervous of him being the best player. He's not going to be 100%. So that makes me a little nervous for the Pelicans to think that the Suns will take it. Correct. And <clears throat> as good of a player as C.J. McCollum is and as good as he's been for the Pelicans, he is not really kind of over – he's not taken over a game yet in this playoff series. No. This would be the time, right? This yeah. would be the time that C.J. McCollum and a guy that's been to the playoffs like eight times in his career, eight different seasons, that he would be able to step up and say, I got this. He's probably saying that Boom. in his head. It was like, you know what? This is happening with B.I. – Mind me step up now. Like this is this is the time. Like he's probably saying that in his head. I hope so. Correct. So oh. it'll be interesting to see how that game goes. It'll be interesting to see what the Saints do. Less feels like they're just gonna stay they're gonna stay pat and they're gonna wait for the best players available to fall down to them. I and think so too. I, I could see that. I, I could see that. I could see them just going, okay, who's available? And that's why I, I keep saying this. I, I believe that they're targeting O line and wide receiver with those two first round picks. That said, if there's a run on wide receivers or offensive linemen, either one, and those marquee top-tier guys aren't there, and the next guys available are second-round guys, the Saints aren't going to reach, then they'll just take whoever else. Don't be surprised if that's a defensive lineman. I'm just, I'm just, just preparing you now. O-line, D-line, wide receiver, that's what's probably going to happen. But if there's a run, and it happens every draft where teams start freaking out and they start drafting all the same, if there's a run on wide receivers or O-linemen, don't be surprised if the Saints take a D-lineman there in the first round with their 19th pick or safety. I wouldn't be surprised. we got to take a timeout. Keep voting on the poll question of the day. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter, of course. But hey, before we hit our timeout, i got to let you know about my friends over at Lafayette Marble and Granite. They are the South's largest cultured marble factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. LMG provides more than show-stopping marble countertops for your kitchens and your bathrooms, though. They can also take your outdoor living spaces and your man caves to an absolute another level. They can help your home become the envy of the neighborhood during game days in the fall. Whether you cheer on LSU, UL, McNeese, or the Saints, it doesn't matter. You want to have a great outdoor living space to entertain? LMG can help you make that happen. Visit their website, lmgelite.com. That's lmgelite.com. Or simply stop by their showroom today located on I-49 North across from Hub City Ford. Lafayette, Marble, and Granite. They're looking to earn your business. And trust me, earn it, they will. When we come back, Bob Nightingale from USA Today talking all things Major League Baseball. That's next right here on RP3 and Company. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 is the epitome of a high roller, constantly making large bets. But by doing that, the minimum bet is a dollar for a win, a dollar for a place, a dollar for a show. So it's essentially a $3 bet. That netted me a cool $6.70. What? Okay, so he's not a risk taker. He's your best bet for sports talk. 19. Hit me. 20. Hit me. 21. Hit me. 22. Go! 
Now back to more RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Etouffee Festival returns to Arnhemville this weekend, Friday through Sunday. And the festival features carnival rides, food, bingo, live musical entertainment, including Jamie Bergeron and the Kicking Cajuns, Chubby Carrier and the Bayou Swamp Band, and the Clay Cormier and Highway Boys, just to name a few. In addition to the three days of music and fair rides, there's also the Mayor's Cook-Off on Saturday, the Etouffee 5K, and a car show on Sunday. If you're interested in attending the 35th annual Etouffee Festival in Arneville, get more information by visiting www.arnevillecatholic.org backslash Etouffee-Festival. That's the 35th annual Etouffee Festival this coming weekend. Busy weekend. You got Festival International this weekend, Etouffee Festival this weekend, state softball tournaments in Sulphur and Broussard, NFL Draft, Raging Cajun Softball at Lampson Park. So forth and so forth. Woo! Going to be busy. Going to be an exhausting weekend. An exhausting weekend. We are efforting Bob Nightingale from USA Today. While we have a few minutes here, let's look at the Major League Baseball standings. Astros are getting somewhat back on track, right? I mentioned it earlier in the week that playing the Texas Rangers, who are one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball, they spent all that money in the offseason. They've had some injuries, and they have not been good. Not been good. And that could help the Astros get on track, right? They avoided being swept by the Blue Jays at home. They go on the road. And not a long road trip. They're just simply going up to Arlington. And they lose the first game, which is not optimal. But they've won back-to-back games now. They're looking to take the series later this afternoon. Once again, first pitch 105. You can listen to Astros Rangers live from Arlington this afternoon right here on the game. You're home for Houston Astros baseball. But, you know... We're sitting here, we're about 18 games in for the most part. 18, 19 games in for most teams. And it's way too early to kind of, you know, jump to conclusions. This is what's going to happen. This team's going to maintain this pace and everything like that. But here you are, and I look at the American League, and the Astros are currently in fourth place. The Los Angeles Angels lead the American League West, but only by half game over Hannah's Seattle Mariners. And then Oakland is two games behind that. And then the Astros are only two and a half games back. So it's early. And as I've said before, the Houston Astros are notoriously slow starters. Even during this run of five straight American League Championship Series appearances and three World Series appearances, they typically start off as a 500 team through 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 games. This is just what they do. Year in, year out. And that's over the course of two different managers, two different skippers with A.J. Hinch and Dusty Baker. So they're typically a slow starter. They're seemingly kind of getting 
things rolling in the right direction. But I'm not worried about the Astros with their division. Seattle's the biggest threat in that division. Oakland really isn't. The Strohs will start catching fire. They're four and six in their last ten. They'll catch the Angels. They'll catch the Mariners. Mariners are probably going to put themselves in a position as a wild card team this year. But I'm not that intrigued by that. But when I look at the others, what's going on with the Chicago White Sox? They got Tony La Russa. They're supposed to be good this year. They're three games below 500. The AL Central is kind of a mess right now. It's early. Detroit's at the bottom. Uh, they're, they're in a rebuild mode. It's going to take them a few years before they become competitive. A.J. Hinch is a good skipper. He'll get them there. But, you know, they're in rebuild mode right now. So I'm not surprised by that. But the White Sox are under 500. The Guardians are under 500. The Royals are under 500. Hell, the Twins lead the division, and they're only two games above 500. Still, It's still early, but definitely some teams are starting off the season a little sluggish. White Sox being one of them, Astros being another. Yankees, Blue Jays battling it out for right now for the American League East. Red Sox are below 500. The Orioles are what the Orioles always are. They're just a bad franchise. They're, they're poorly run. And Tampa, they're right there in the mix too. I believe for the American League, the East is going to be the dogfight all year. It's going to be all year. That, that won't be decided until maybe the last, I don't know, week, week and a half of the season. Could come down to the final day of the season. Because I just feel like the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Rays are all very balanced. And there's not one team in the mix that's better than the other. The Blue Jays have the younger, better talent. The Yankees have the big superstars, but I like the Blue Jays' core better. Plus, they have a couple of veterans like Springer Dinger, former Astros star. He's bringing some veteran leadership there. I still like the Blue Jays to probably win that division. But you could see a couple of wildcard teams come out of the AL East this year. That's going to be an absolute dogfight the rest of the way. Central, probably just one team they look like right now. It's kind of a dumpster fire. And I like the Astros to still win the AL West. The Mariners do present the biggest challenge. Over in the National League, the Senior League, who would have thought the Mets would be leading the NL East in spite of their front office blundering and their pitching issues, in particular with injuries to DeGrom and Scherzer? There they sit, 14-6. and six. They have a three-and-a-half game cushion right now on the Miami Marlins and then four-and-a-half up on the Phillies. Braves, my bravos, as Kevin Foote has informed me numerous times. Numerous times. It is a hammock season for my Atlanta Braves. I can just sit back in the hammock, enjoy the World Championship trophy, and just take it easy. So that's the approach that I'm taking. I wish my team was more competitive. I wish they were better. Ronald Kuna Jr. is doing his rehab assignments in minor league. He'll be up soon. But the Mets right now are early leading the NL East. Marlins are in second place, which is just ridiculous to me. The Central is the division we don't talk enough about. Cubs are in rebuilding mode. Reds are an absolute disaster, and their fans are beginning to protest. It's only still April, and that's what's going on there. Cardinals are 10-7, and seven, but it's the Brewers. We don't talk enough about Milwaukee for whatever reason. We just never do. They were a playoff team a year ago. The Braves beat them in the playoffs. 
But Milwaukee, man, that's a dangerous team. We don't talk enough about the Brew Crew. I know it's not the days back in the day of Paul Molitor and, you know, Robin Yount. I get that. But this is a very good team from last year. They're still very good. I like them there in the Central if they can stay healthy. And then the West. You know, the Dodgers spend all the money. The Dodgers get everyone. The Dodgers go out and get Freddie Freeman from the Braves. They're a half game back of the Giants. Remember, the Giants and the Dodgers fought last year. Battled throughout the entire year. I think that's going to be the same way. And they're built so differently. Giants don't spend nearly the amount of money that the Dodgers do. Dodgers spend the most money in baseball. They pride themselves on that. So, early on, the Giants are still going toe-to-toe, just like they did last year with the Dodgers, even though the Dodgers have the enormous payroll, and they simply added to it again this offseason. Giants are right there. Early starts of the season, 13-6. and six, They lead the National League West. Padres are right there as well. So, I said earlier, the AL East is probably going to be the most competitive division in the American League this year, and it's going to be a dogfight throughout. The NL West is going to be that for the Senior League. It just is. Giants, Dodgers, Padres are right there. Padres' big thing is health. Can they keep their stars healthy? That's the big question mark for the Padres. But right now, there's only a game that separates the three of them, Giants, Dodgers, and Padres, atop the National League West. And then you got the Rockies and then distant Arizona Diamondbacks. So, Interesting start to the season for Major League Baseball, for sure. Don't forget Astros Rangers later this afternoon, 105 first pitch. You can listen to it live right here on the game. You're home for Houston Astros baseball in Southwest Louisiana. We got to take a timeout. We'll wrap up today's show. We'll get you set up for Kevin Foot and Footnotes. We'll finalize the poll question of the day. That's all coming up next right here. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, wants you to go see the Astros in person. That's right. We want to take you out to the ball game with our latest Astros weekend getaway. The Houston Astros are going to take on those Texas Rangers we keep talking about on May 21st at Minute Maid Ballpark. And guess what? You can be there. Register in the game clubhouse today at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score four tickets. That's right, four tickets. A tour of Minute Maid Ballpark and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. Once people find out that you've scored four tickets to go see the Astros, play the Rangers, you're going to get hit up. Your phone's going to get blown up. People that you maybe haven't even talked to in about, I don't know, three, four months, six months are going to be like, hey, man, how's it going? What's up, bud? They're going to try to get you to take them to go see the Astros play. We're not telling you what to do. We're not going to dictate who you can take with you to go see the Astros play once you win the tickets. We just want to hook you up with those four tickets. Once again, four tickets to see the Astros take on the Rangers at Minute Maid Ballpark Saturday, May 21st. We're going to throw in a hotel night stay as well and a tour of the ballpark. But you can only win this by becoming a member of our clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So go sign up today. 
Astro Weekend Getaways are powered by Butcher AC, Le Meridian Ho Houston downtown, and the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Before we finalize our poll question of the day, I want to take a moment to thank all of our guests. Isaiah Chambers, two-time consensus All-American at McNeese. He's hoping to hear his name called this weekend for the NFL draft. Even if he doesn't, you heard him in our conversation, even if he doesn't, he expects to be signed as an undrafted rookie free agent and he will work his way onto the roster. That's his mindset that he has going into this process. That's the type of player that you want on your roster. Hopefully he'll get drafted. If not, someone's going to scoop him up. When you're that good of a pass rusher, trust me, you'll find a spot on an NFL roster. Also, want to thank Jacques Swallow, Port Berry High softball coach. The Red Devils, two wins away from winning a state championship. They haven't done that in a long time. His team is sacked. Great season. Only second year at the helm. And there's going to be a lot of St. Landry Parish pride over in Sulphur starting tomorrow and through Saturday. Poor Barry's part of that. Appreciate Coach Swallow for joining us. And, of course, Les East, our friend from CrescentCitySports.com. He's going to have a busy night in front of him. He's going to be covering the NFL draft as well as covering game six of the New Orleans Pelicans game versus the Phoenix Suns there at the Smoothie King Center. And that leads us to our poll question of the day. We asked you, how are you going to tackle it? What are you going to do tonight? Because it's a busy night for Louisiana sports. Especially if you're also a Houston Astros fan, then you got to listen to the game right here on the game and then have to deal with the night of basketball and draft. But we asked you, what are you watching tonight? And winning the poll with 43% of the vote is both. That's right. The majority of you say you will watch both the draft and game six of the suns Pell series. 37% of you say you're just going to be focused on the NFL draft. 14% say Suns-Pelicans. And 6% of you say neither. That's a lot of people out there that are going to be sleeping. Scott Swallow says, have money on both, LOL. <laughs> There's people out there that are going to be betting on the draft now. Oh, I'll be willing Jesus. to bet you our buddy Nick Fondo, who will join us tomorrow, will uh, we'll, we'll hey. second that. So, so Steve, love Steve. Salty love Steve. Steve. Sent me a message, and it's of a poem for us. And it says, it's draft day today, so now we wait. Two first-round picks, to love or to hate. Football fretting over each choice. Don't be a QB, because you'll have no voice. We'll come in at 9 and be done by 11. God bless you all at 103.7. Oh, oh, oh. oh, thank you, Steve. I think it's fantastic. Our guy just wrote a poem <laughs> on the fly for our poll question of the day. Shout out to everyone who called and everyone who voted on our poll question of the day. Once again, it's a busy night, but we're going to tackle it. Don't forget to check in at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com tonight. We're going to have you covered. When the Saints picks comes in, we'll let you know all about it. We'll have blogs posted up and updated constantly tonight. LSU players, we know Derek Stingley Jr. is probably going to be a top 10 pick. Could someone else sneak into the, to the first round? We'll have you covered there as well. So make sure to check in with us at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com tonight for NFL draft coverage. Boop, boop. Also, be probably on Twitter and so, on Facebook as well. My post about it as well as a tweet. Let you know. That's right. She may also post once again about her custom <laughs> shirt 
for the Seattle Mariners that has her nickname on the back. <laughs> you mean business now. You're, you're to that point of fandom where you're spending money on apparel. Well, see, I didn't spend money on this. I'm you for Easter. But Martin asked, it said, nice shirt, five names. All I need is a hat to go with it. So that might be coming later before our excursion to the Mariners-Astros game in, like, July. There it is. So. There it is. Taking baby steps. Baby steps to the fandom. Baby steps to the fandom. Huh. Also, before we sign off today, I just want everyone, I want you listening right now. In your car, in your truck, in your office. Maybe you're listening to us on the mobile app, which is free for both Apple and Android devices or Alexa, Google Home, or you're watching on the simulcast. Pray for Kevin Foote. That's all That's all I'm asking. <laughs> we are asking for you to pray for Kevin Foote that the Saints do not draft a quarterback in the first round tonight. Please pray that Kevin will get through this. For the producer extraordinaire, Ms. Hannah, five names. I'm Raymond Parsh, the third, better known as RP3. We'll do it all again tomorrow, 6 to 9. But until then, be safe out there. Be kind to one another. Kevin Foot and Footnotes is up next here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.